Hi, Kevin Canale here from the Conduit Street Podcast. In this special episode, we are pleased to announce that our friends at the Department of Legislative Services, or DLS, have released their very own podcast. We're going to play the premiere episode for you today, which features Matthew Bennett and Patrick Frank discussing bond sales in Maryland. Don't worry, we will be back on our normal schedule later on this week. Michael Sanderson and I will be joined by Natasha Mayhew to discuss Maryland's opioid crisis. We'll discuss how we got here, what the state is doing, innovative county programs, and what is needed most to end the scourge that is the opioid epidemic. For now, we hope you enjoy the premiere episode of the DLS podcast, and we will talk to you later this week. My name is uh, Matthew Bennett, and I'm with the Department of Legislative Services, uh, specifically the Taxes and Fiscal Planning Work Group. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Frank, who's also with the Department of Legislative Services. Patrick uh, is the public debt manager um, here with the department, and uh, Patrick is here today to talk to, to talk about yesterday's uh, state bond sale. Before we get into the, um, the bond sale discussion, let's start with an overview of what state bonds are. I understand that bonds are a debt instrument that states sell to raise money to pay for projects and infrastructure. But since, the, but since this is debt and the state has to repay the bonds over time with interest, the bonds are more expensive than if the state were to just pay for the asset with cash up front. So first question for you, Patrick. So why does Maryland sell bonds? Yeah, a couple of reasons. The first is that the state gets the asset sooner. The second reason is then you pay the asset over the life of its use. And so what you do is you have a situation in which you build a school and you pay for it up front with the bonds. Then you pay back the bonds over the years that it's being used. And so, you know, it aligns use with um, paying for an asset. So what exactly do these uh, these bonds go to support or pay for? What they do is support construction projects. The most common is the state um, school construction program, which is for public schools. That's about 35%. There's also about 34% of the bonds in the last bill went for other local nonprofit and non-state organizations. This would be hospitals, jails, community colleges, and cultural projects like theaters and zoos. Um, the final group would be the state projects themselves, and the largest there would be for state universities and colleges, also prisons, health facilities, courthouses, and, and construction like that would get supported on the state side. Okay. I've heard you describe these bonds as general obligation bonds. What does that mean? I mean, what, what is a general obligation bond? Um, yeah, the key thing about a general obligation bond is that the state pledges its full faith and credit. What this means is that all the revenues that the state earns can be used for these bonds. In the specific case of the general obligation bonds that we sell, uh, the state pledges the state property taxes, and also because historically the property tax has not been enough to pay the full uh, debt service, what the state will also do is provide some general funds, and the general funds are supported by by income taxes and sale tax, sales taxes primarily. So you have a, a really broad source of revenue supporting a bond. Okay. How... How much are how much is the uh, state debt service each year? Yeah, this year it's about one point three billion dollars. That includes about two hundred eighty six million dollars in general funds and eight hundred thirty million dollars in state property taxes. And the there's the rest of it's made up through um, federal funds and some prior year balances. Okay. Um, does the state only sell general obligation bonds, or are there other types of uh, debt instruments that the state issues? 
Yeah, there are some other bonds that the state issues. About two-thirds of the bonds are these general obligation bonds. Of the remainder, the largest share is transportation bonds, which is about a quarter of the capital program, and these are supported by the Transportation Trust Fund specifically. This is a narrower a source, and so these bonds are not rated as highly, but they are still rated quite highly in Maryland. Um, transportation trust fund sources are primarily the gas tax and the motor vehicle excise tax. There's also some smaller issuances for the intercounty connector, capital leases, and some of the Ravens and um, Oriole stadiums. Oh, okay. Um, so how do the how are these bonds structured? I mean, what what are they? What sort of increments are they sold in, and and what are the terms of the bonds? Yeah, the Constitution limits state bonds to 15 years. Um, the way Maryland issues the bonds is for the first two years, we make interest payments only. Then from the third to the 15th year, we begin retiring debt. The idea is from year three to year 15, you have essentially a, a flat payment. Um, the average maturity for each sale is about 10,000, or excuse me, it's about 10 years. Okay. And I understand the bonds are sold in, in $5,000 increments? That is correct, yes. Right. Are, there, are there any limits to the number or amount of bonds sold? Um, yeah. A number of years ago, in the 1970s, the state was concerned about the level of debt that was out there. And so what the state did is created a capital debt affordability committee. The members of this are the state treasurer, the state controller, the secretary of budget management. Secretary of Transportation, and the Senate and House Capital Budget Budget Committee chairs. What this committee does is it reviews debt every fall and makes recommendations that limit the amount of debt that the state is able to authorize each session. Um, They have some specific criteria that have been developed, and the key ones are that the debt outstanding is limited to 4% of personal income and that debt service is limited to 8% of income. Now, those are the current standards. They do change periodically, but not every decade. So as the as mark, the marketplace changes, we can make changes to this, but it's it's quite rare that we change this process. Okay, so generally the, the two constraints are the 4% of personal income and 8% of state revenues. Yes. So how close are we to those limits? Um, we're doing pretty good with the debt outstanding. As I mentioned earlier, the 15-year amortization it limits how long the bonds are out there, and that results in us retiring debt rather quickly. And so right now we're about 3.5%, and that's declining to should be 3.2% in a few years. On the debt service side of things, the we are much closer to the limit. We're about 7.8% of revenues at this point, and that's one we watch carefully and make sure that we don't cross. And so we're, we're kind of careful with that one right now. So how does this all fit into the budget appropriation process? Do the governor and general assembly have to actually follow this, um, the capital debt affordabilities uh, recommendations? No, there's nothing in the law that requires them to adhere to the limits set by the committee. But the but there is a, a an agreement across the board that we should remain within these debt limits that we have set up for ourselves. And the the the, the General Assembly and the governor, they do adhere to these limits. Um, occasionally, there's some, been some c- cases in which a, a little bit more or a little bit less debt was authorized um, by the by the legislature, but generally the, 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 the state is very good about keeping the limit. Okay. So are, are these bonds desirable? Do people want to want to buy Maryland bonds? Uh, yeah, Maryland bonds get the highest ratings. They get AAA ratings from all the three major rating agencies, and there are 11 other states that have that distinction. Um, 
It's interesting also that there are a number of states, five of them all together, in addition to Maryland, that have maintained the AAA rating from all the rating agencies through the Great Recession and, and over the, more than a decade now. And those other highly rated states are Delaware, Georgia, Missouri, Utah, and Virginia. Okay. What, what kind of things do the, um, the rating agencies identify um, uh, at, that make our, our bonds, the AAA rated bonds? Well, there's a number of factors. Some of them are, are the nature of the economy. We're, we're fortunate to have a very wealthy state and an educated workforce and a fairly broad economy broad-based economy. Also, our internal planning is considered to be very good. There's multi-year planning purposes. We have six-year forecasts for the operating budget, revenues, and the capital budget. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we do adhere to the limits, and we haven't exceeded or breached any of those, the 4% or the 8% um, limits that we have. There's also a short amortization period, which means we retire our debt quickly, and the Constitution allows the state to make mid-year spending adjustments if revenues are underperforming, and that state has used that quite a bit in recent years through the, the Great Recession and the aftermath of, of this recession. So how often does the state sell bonds? And they usually sell them about twice a year. There's a sale usually in February and March, and then again in July and August. Uh, the, pro the state program is about a billion dollars, and so it's split up to about a half a billion each um, sale. Okay. How, how does the, uh, the bond sale actually work? Um, the sale is set up months ahead of time. First, the, a date is set, and the, the uh, underwriting community is notified about it. The state meets with rating agencies, also prepares what's called a preliminary official statement. This is a, about 100 pages long, and it explains the state's economy, describes what the bonds will be used for, structures the debt, and provides a lot of information for the in investors. Um, when the sale happens, basically the winning bidder is the one who has the lowest interest rates. And generally, the underwriters sell these bonds to institutional investors, some of the common um, Buyers of the bonds are insurance companies, mutual funds, and banks, and also households. So it's the underwriter that actually buys the bonds and then resells them to um, other to the institutional investors. That's correct. Okay. How did yesterday's sale go? Um, it went well. I mean, the sale was divided into two groups. Uh, the reason for that is that the half a billion dollars is a is a very large sale, and so in order to make it into a no, smaller sales to encourage competition so that more underwriters can bid for them, the this was divided into two groups. The first was two hundred seventy five million dollars was issued, and that had maturities from three to ten years, and two hundred thirty five million dollars for the maturities from eleven to fifteen years. Altogether, the interest rate that the state um, got was 2.81%. That's a little bit less than the 2.84% at the last sale, which is good. We were concerned that interest rates might rise over the period, but they apparently they've, they've remained low for us. Okay. Um, I, I believe you mentioned that, that the bonds yesterday sold at a premium. What does that mean when bonds sell at a premium? With yesterday's sale, I mean, the, the premium was about $80 million. We had anticipated $55 million for the premium to support some school safety and some local housing and things like that. And that's what that will be used for. The other $25 million will go into the annuity bond fund. And um, th that's used to pay the debt service. Okay. So why, why do the bonds sell at a premium? 
What that means is, and the, the, the short answer is, is they're, they're paying a little bit more than the listed price on the bonds. And the reason for that is that there's a concern that interest rates are going to increase. Um, if the interest rates increase, the value of fixed rates bonds, which is what Maryland sells, will decline. And in order to protect investors and protect their investment, they would rather have a situation as they pay a little more now and get the higher interest payments later. I can use yesterday's 10-year bond as an example. The bond is a $5,000 bond that was sold at a 5% interest rate. That gives you $250 per year in interest earnings. Now, in actuality, this $5,000 bond sold for $6,080. Now, the reason for this is that that aligns it with the market interest rates, so the bond price was bid up. And so really, for if you pay $680 and you get $250 back a year, then really what you have is a, a interest rates is more closer to that 2.5% that, um, that, that is the market rate. And so there you pay a little more up front, and you get that higher rate. And the reason for that is to protect your investment. Okay. Marcus. So it sounds like the sale went well for the state. Um, how, how does this affect the budget? Uh, yeah, this sale went very well. We anticipated a 5% rate for sales, but the average coupon rate was actually 4.7%. So we're going to pay a little less interest. It's about $1.3 million was saved in 2019. And over the life of the bonds, that's $13 million less in interest. Also, as I mentioned, the Premium was expected to be $55 million. We got $80 million, so that money will be deposited in the annuity bond fund. And altogether, it'll get about $26 million more at the end of this year, which can be used to reduce the general fund appropriations next year. And so, yeah, you're right. It was a good sale, and that's, that's good news for the state. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today to discuss yesterday's bond sale. For any listeners out there interested in finding out more about how the bond sale process works and how yesterday's um, sale went, Patrick puts together a a letter following each sale that goes into greater detail. Uh, A copy of the letter can be obtained by contacting the staff of the Senate Budget and Taxation Committee or the House Appropriations Committee.